Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome back with another episode of Top Tier Tactics, and we got our wide receiver rankings for you guys here today. Bud, how are you doing? Great. I mean, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. I'm excited, and I th- I think it's going to go very well. Whenever we're talking about elite receivers, it, it, it's always a fun conversation because it's not, are they going to do good? It's just, how good are they going to do? Yeah. I mean, there's there's so much to be able to talk about on wide receivers. It, it's going to be a good one. Um, yeah. Okay, do we got any NFL headlines for us? Of, of course. Of course. NFL headlines. So, do you, do you want to talk about the big news? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Is it big news? Because I mean, the it, last video I roasted this person. You did roast him. It, I don't want to say it's like big gigantic news, but it's definitely something like a lot of people have been talking about, keeping their eye on. It's been a big dynasty topic. It's fancy relevant. It it, it is a fancy relevant news. Yes. E- even if you're not a fan of that player, it affects other players. I don't think anybody is anymore. <laughs> so, so Darius yeah. guys. So he, he, you know, obviously we all know domestic abuse kicked off the team. He's, his career is probably done already injury riddled. Now he's got a little strike on him. He's not cream hunt. All right. Cream hunt. He was already a all pro running back, extremely talented. He, you, you can get away with resigning him on the team because there was justification with, with that guys. There's no justification. Yeah, you're you're willing to take that risk because of the talent that Kareem Hunt was. Exactly. You know, and Darius Geis, yes, being drafted, he looked talented, but we've seen nothing from him. He's played only five games. He's, he has not been healthy. It was an easy decision for the Washington football, football team. team. Yeah, it, it takes a lot. God. Uh, I threw up in my mouth right there. Eh, could be worse. Could be the Raiders. You're <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Dude. Thank you, thank you. So, so because now that drastically impacts the running back situation in Washington. I mean, yeah. On our Instagram page at TTT Fantasy Football, uh, I did a little quick tidbit on on the Washington situation, but of course, it's super important. So we're gonna go over it again here. Of course. We are on YouTube. If you guys aren't listening to us on YouTube, we uh, at Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football. If you're watching us on YouTube, we are on the podcast, any type of podca- podcasting platform at Top Tier Tactics, where you could either listen to us or you could see our beautiful faces or you could see our quickie updates on Instagram. But regardless, Adrian Peterson, he, he's the man of the hour at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> Adrian Peterson is going to be the guy. Bryce Love is what a lot of people are talking about right now uh, for dynasty aspects, which yes. which makes a little sense, you know. Uh, I they, get it. They did add Peyton Barber. I don't see much in that. Um, no. We'll have to see. Like I was talking about with Geist, that Washington team is not a very good team. It, it's going to be hard. It was going to be hard for Geist to be relevant as the number one. Now it's going to be even harder to find someone that's going to be very, very productive for you other than Peterson is going to be somewhat productive. 
and mm. I don't even feel that safe about it. But I know you feel a little bit differently. I think. Yeah, I'm pre- I'm pretty confident. I I actually predicted he hits a thousand yards this year. Yeah. Because of this, I mean, I mean, he he's chasing history. You have to remember, he is chasing history, and he wants to play till he's forty. I mean, you're gonna have to get carries if you want to play till you're forty. And Frank Gore is already doing that at this point, so it can be done. So the legend, the legend, and and, and right now, I picked up. What's his name? Bryce Love? I forget. Bryce Love. Yeah, Bryce Love. I picked him up in my Dynasty League just in case. And I'm pretty confident in that, that I can hold him in a little stash spot. So I actually dropped, surprising enough, I dropped uh, Lamar Miller. And he he might. He's on the Patriots now. So I don't know how I feel about that. But I definitely feel like I can get more upside out of Bryce Love's. So I definitely am going to stick to that one. Long term, there's a, a decent possibility that Love can take over that spot. He's very talented out of Stanford. He did have injury concerns. That's mainly why he didn't get drafted. He was potentially a first-round pick when he was coming out, but he did have a knee injury, and he's had injuries that have had issues in the past. Exactly. That's, that's why he is. And you can't forget this last draft. They did draft Antonio Gibson and I believe, the third round. So they definitely have options in that backfield but as of right now i'm gonna predict adrian peterson is in a great spot he isn't an 80 before this his adp was a mid 13th round i think he's gonna shoot up a couple rounds i, th- I think he could be in the ninth or the 10th yeah I don't know that's where, where i would go for him I, I'll, I'll be i would be very fine and very confident taking him especially in the 10th round yeah, I mean, he could be, you know, an RB2 to a late RB3 for you on a decent amount of games. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be – I don't think he's going to be that boom guy that has very, very high potential, but he can be a safe asset for you. He did have, I believe, eight touchdowns last year, which is no no slouch no. of a number. And more importantly, he has the 11th ranked defense – run defense against him this year. You have to think about it. He is in a weaker division where you don't really know who's going to win that division, whether it's going to be Green Bay, the Cowboys, or uh, this last one, the Vikings, I believe. So none of those defenses relatively have strong run defenses. So he's not in a bad situation if you really break it down. Yeah, I mean, you also are naming teams that have good offenses that they are probably going to have to throw the ball a decent amount for Washington. They're most likely going to be behind, in my opinion, yes. on a lot of games. But he will be productive to mm-hmm. a certain extent. Yeah, right now I'm banking him as a volume-based running back. You do also have to remember Derrick Henry caught more passes than him last year, yeah. so he's not a PPR potential option. Yeah. But... We got a list over here of our top 10 receivers Ooh. right now for 2020. Ooh. Do you want to start it off? I'm, I, I'll start it off. Go That's for it. Fine. Please, I'm, go for it. Number one, Michael Thomas. I, I think I think that's an obvious one. Uh, with Drew Brees there, I mean, he had the most, uh, <laughs> most targets in the NFL, and he's just been a production hog in half PPR or PPR. I think it's a no-brainer. There's not really any conversation about it. Correct. Oh, me, my turn? You're allowing me to talk? I mean, I'm allowing you to take the the floor. Thank you, thank you. So, right now, Michael Thomas has the catch rate of 80%. That's the highest in the NFL. Uh, you throw a pass to him, there's 80% chance he catches it. 1,722. On a, on a slant? Slant. A slant, a slant, curl. Anything. Any, anything. If the anything ball, short? If, yeah, if the ball is thrown to Michael Thomas, there's 80% chance he's going to be catching it. So, so there was a lot of beef on Twitter. Oh boy, about Devonte Parker and Michael Thomas. <laughs> should we that. should we roll into that a little bit? I Go feel for like it. G- give me a rundown. So, Michael Thomas is 
he's very vocal about how good he is, which I mean, understandable. He wants to be an alpha. He wants he wants okay, to be that big boy on campus, okay, right? Okay. Um, and Devontae Parker didn't really like that. Really? Devontae Parker thinks he would be as productive or more productive than Michael Thomas if he had Drew Brees, a Hall of Fame quarterback. He makes some good points here. He makes some good points. What, what's your opinion? How good would Michael Thomas be if Adam Gase was the head coach? Oh, Michael Thomas, you lost this battle <laughs> immediately. <laughs> you lost this battle. Uh, Sean Payton is a great offensive mind, right? They have had a very good offense for a very long time, and he's had Drew Brees his whole career. Uh, Devontae Parker has had garbage. Adam Gase. I mean, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, baby. Okay. You got a little magic to him? A little so, magic wait, wait, man? I, are you saying... Drew Brees is better than Fitzmagic. Oh, whoa. Don't talk about the Harvard scholar, okay, like that. The smartest man in the NFL. It's just, just, that's just very disrespectful. And have you seen that beard? Oh, Ooh, juicy. Drew Brees cannot grow a beard like that. He couldn't grow anything. He can't no. grow facial hair. No, not at all. Not even close. So, apples to oranges, obviously. I do think Michael Thomas is very talented. I think Devontae Parker's talented. But they're in two massively different situations. And Michael Thomas is obviously the number one for a reason. Of course. You know, but it does help being in a very good system. I know you're a system guy. System. And having a Hall of Fame quarterback your whole career. Uh, you can't even, you can't debate that. You really can't. But situation, hey, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. True. And right now, Michael Thomas, he has the best QB. Or not necessarily the best QB. He has a top five QB, top five offense. And he's posting the best numbers. Yep. So he's... By far, probably the best receiver to have, whether it's PPR, standard, whatever format you are in, he's going to be the best receiver. I mean, when you have 144 catches in one year, you are, you, you posted, if it's a half-point PPR, 75 points like that. So you cannot complain. You like that? A little snap of the I like finger a little right snap. I like a little snap. Go ahead. You got any other closing comments? Devontae Parker. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, no. No. I think we covered it. Okay. Number two. Tyreek Hill. Never uh, heard of her. Never heard of her. Well, I mean, <laughs> a lot of domestic abuse victims may have, but we're not going to go over that. I've definitely so. definitely heard of Tyreek Hill. <laughs> definitely in the Raiders' division and tortures them on a regular basis. Oh, poor guy. So yeah. Tyreek Hill, he, he missed five games last year, had 160 yards, seven touchdowns. Very good. Number. 860 yards? 860 yards. Why did I, did 160 I yards. Sorry. Well, I, then, well. I'm just keeping you on your toes. I, thank you. you I appreciate I mean? it. Thank you. Little twinkle toes. You, did you freeze them yet? <laughs> oh, okay. My no. Antonio Brown. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm you know a little cryo chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, he, he's on the best offense in football, and he averages two fantasy points per reception. Yeah. So you know, as long as he touches the ball, he's getting you two fantasy points. He does it ten. He gets ten touches. That's twenty, not including touchdowns and all that good stuff. When you're and and, and he missed. Five games last year, and he was still one of the top produ producing receivers. He let me down a little bit because he was hurt. He definitely did. I had him in a few leagues, but go ahead. I'll let you. I'll let you have the floor. I mean, it just there's so much to talk about. Tyreek Hill, arguably the fastest wide receiver in the league. Just to start off with I that, I think he is. I mean, I I, th I think he is. It, I mean, Henry Ruggs, maybe. Should they have a race? Oh, I think be good. there should be a race. It's going to be a little one. rivalry, a little, rivalry. little AFC West mm -hmm. rivalry. Let's mm -hmm. see the speed go, you know, mm -hmm. and Tyreek Hill's not, he's not scared to race anybody. Uh, he's not scared you, of you a lot play. of things. 
Yeah, he should should, should back (laughs) off a little bit on some things. Anyways, um, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be massive, massively productive. I mean, they use him in so many different ways, bubble screens, you know, I mean, end arounds. He's always involved in that offense and he always will be. And the offense is loaded. So him going over the top, it's going to be very hard for them to double him when you have, I mean, Hardman that can is a very fast wide receiver he's as well. Speedy. Travis Kelsey in the middle that is almost like a wide, big wide receiver yeah. to a certain yeah. extent. I like and it. And then, I mean, you have Sammy Watkins is almost your third guy. There, there's talent everywhere. Tyreek Hill is going to be productive as long as he's healthy. That is going to be a fact, and it's a very good pick on number two. Exactly. I, I like. I think he has a safe floor and an immensely yeah. high upside. Yes. So I think that's why he's in the number two position mm-hmm. over everybody else. I'll let you uh, go for number three. Oh, number three, Devontae Adams. Oh, I think that's straightforward. I think that's straightforward. He's had issues and missed four games, you know, but he is that only option for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, I was about to say. (laughs) Nice job. Aaron Rodgers. So obviously they drafted love, which for a lot of people, it was a surprise and kind of a concern and, to me, I don't really understand it, but I think that Rodgers is going to try to make a statement, and I think he's going to do it with Devontae Adams because there's really not any weapons there. Uh, Lazard is supposedly going to be the next guy. Can we really count on Funches? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really any weapons. As long as Devontae Adams is there, he's going to get targeted massively, and in my opinion, he's going to have a massive amount of targets and could possibly have more than Michael Thomas this year. That might be that a little a little spice. Hot take. A little bit of a hot take. Kind of. Not really, honestly. It could be pretty good. So I feel very comfortable drafting him. And I think this gets into something. I don't know if you are willing to chat about this, but I'm not drafting wide receivers early. Really? Define early. So I'm talking first round, first, second round. It depends who who falls to me in the second round, but after the fifth round for running backs, you really don't have a lot of options. There's so much more depth at wide receiver that I'm seeing that you can pick up later. And production-wise, I, I think running backs could be are usually one of the most important things in fantasy football. I feel like a lot of people have that philosophy. They just need to execute it in the draft. Yeah. Right now, right now, I mean, in in a PPR. I could see why you'd go for a receiver early on. Mm-hmm. In a standard, I think the first three rounds should be running backs. Running back heavy. Yeah, I need, I think you, you need to establish running back dominance in standard leagues. PPR, I can get it. Even half right, PPR, yeah. I think, too. You know, even PPR in general, because if you get a guy who, like an Austin Eckler almost, exactly. that can be a wide receiver or and a running back at the same time, time having one person in that's a drastic upside like christian mccaffrey last year huge exactly but then again those are guys in the early 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 rounds, early picks, rounds so, yes. so sometimes you just don't get that luxury yeah and you gotta have to kind of scrape what you can but i definitely agree i think i think you have to go running backs early this year and you have to go often even even if you don't need him you still should take him you need trade bait you need trade value mm-hmm. And you can get a lot for running backs, especially yeah. when a guy is desperate. Yeah. The the mocks that I've been doing, and I know you've been in a couple with me, uh, the first two rounds, I think there's three wide receivers gone. That's it. 
Yeah. Everyone else is running backs. Everybody People are going RBs. heavy on running backs right now. And for me, I have to do that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's definitely going to be something I'm looking at this draft. And, and you can go with the no running back spot too. It doesn't usually work out very well. I, I've never been in a situation where I felt comfortable with my team without elite running backs. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. So I don't know why, but that made me remind that reminded me that Michael Thomas beefs with a lot of people on Twitter. He does. He did. He I does. think I think with Keenan Allen he did. And oh, he did with Keenan Allen. He did. He's a little feisty lately, yeah, huh? I, I feel like Michael Thomas, he's not trying to be an alpha. He's just trying not to be a beta. Does that make sense? So you are you telling me he's he's the beta. He's just concerned about everyone else. Yeah. He, he's just he, worried about everyone else right he worries, now. He worries about a lot of people. So maybe he's thinking that he knows he would be horrible other places other than the Saints. And we'll, we'll probably find out next year. Breeze is probably going to be gone. He should be gone this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> All right. All right. So number four, Julio Jones. I think this one's a no-brainer. I think that he, he's just too safe. I mean, 1,394 yards. The only concern is the six TDs, as per usual. Everyone loves to discuss their TDs. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he, he's a yards and reception-based wide receiver. Touchdowns are just kind of the cherry on top with him. Uh, he, he He's the safest and probably, in my opinion, the best receiver in the game. He's got a great quarterback, great offense. You know he's going to get his targets. He's going to be involved. Double team, doesn't matter. He's still going to get it. And now, now Austin Hooper's gone. So he now has a more of a reason to get receptions in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, I think the big question is touchdowns, which has been a talk for years and years. He's always productive yards and receptions. He's always going to be as long as he's healthy, which he has been. He has you know, been. if he gets 10 touchdowns or double, just double-digit touchdowns, nine touchdowns, eight touchdowns, whatever, single, high singles, but you're going to have an easily a wide receiver one. And if he doesn't, his cap is about six touchdowns a year. And that's still safe with all the yards and receptions you're getting for him. Also, the division that he's in. I mean, you got huh. you play Tampa Bay. play New Orleans. Oh, yeah, you play New Orleans. I mean, they're going to be shootouts. Exactly. There's going to be shootouts. Carolina, uh, not as much as a shootout. But, I mean, when you're playing Tampa Bay and New Orleans twice a year, you're, you're going to have a lot of big games. And there's mm-hmm. going to be a big amount of shootouts. Fully agree. I feel like Julio, in in my opinion, I would feel more comfortable taking Julio than almost most of the receivers on this list, regardless of position. Of course, Julio has the safest upside Mm -hmm. and the safest floor, but I mean, that's just a statement of how consistent Julio has been throughout the years. Now, number five. Ooh, I'm just saying. Hot take. You, You. you hit the hot take before we even listed the name, dude. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm giving a little dance, a little shimmy, a little shimmy. Mr. Kenny Galladay, is this is this a little spice? It definitely is spicy, but I definitely feel like it's justified. Why is it justified? He had 11 touchdowns last year. Most he has the highest targets inside the 10 yard line. He had 13 last year, and Matthew Stafford wasn't even the quarterback 90 percent of the time. I agree. I I do. 100% agree. There's there's not really any other options there. Seventh easiest schedule, too, So for wide receivers. So he's going to get that. As long as Stafford is healthy, he'm going to produce. 6'4". The dude's massive. He's massive. He's, he's a, a red zone 
weapon. He's a Megatron. That's, For he's sure. He's the next Megatron. Absolutely. A thousand... 200 yards. He's got a gunslinger as a quarterback. He, Matthew Stafford, he throws it up. You saw it with Megatron. He just chucks it in the air. He really doesn't care. Galladay will come down with it. It, it. It's a great fit. And and he's a lot better than any receiver we're going to touch on, in my opinion. I Yeah. I mean, with Stafford being hurt for that many games, he still had 11 touchdowns on 1,100 yards. <laughs> he's quarterback proof. <laughs> he's easily the number one there. Uh, Matt Patricia is horrible. <laughs> Let's just, he's almost as bad as Adam Gase. Almost. I mean, we had this conversation with a couple of people on who is the worst coach in the NFL. Yeah. And we, we narrowed it, narrowed it down between Adam Gase, Matt Patricia. One, one person called him fat, fat Patricia. Patricia. That yeah, I thought that beautiful. was pretty good. I that thought was that was beautiful. pretty good. And then Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy. I think he gets a lot of flack. I, I think Nagy's not on those two pages. I think he's in a different tier. Those two are top tier. Okay. On the first tier, and then you have Nagy that's probably second. Top tier on the doo-doo platter, by the way. We should Yes, we on the okay. doo-doo platter. Okay. Okay. But, yes. I mean, Galladay is going to be that guy. I'm, I'm pretty happy with him at five, honestly. Uh, at first, I was like, oh, this is a hot take. I don't know why we're doing this. And then, like, I thought about it a little bit more put some thought and I'm like actually you know what it's it's actually justified for him to be number 5. Yeah, I mean 16 catches with 20 plus air yards. He's an elite vertical wide receiver and then six touchdowns inside the 10. So you know they're targeting him. They that's where Stafford's going to look is him. And it's not like they have a big body receiver like Eric Ebron there anymore. He's gone. So they don't really have that option. It's not like they have an elite running game that could punch it in. They don't have any healthy RBs. They just drafted a rookie. The the running back situation's up in air, right? Exactly. I, I mean, a hundred percent. You do have Marvin Jones still there, which is is a viable option. Which is good because it takes coverage away from him. Exactly. But Marvin Jones is not a number one. That let's exactly. make that very clear. Galladay is that number one there, and he's going to be. Exactly. Would you, Would you like me to go to the next? You introduced a hot take. That's not fair. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, no. this is definitely you. Okay, there this we go. This is definitely you. So this guy, I'm very comfortable with him. I'm, I'm not not comfortable with him. But six to me, just for some reason, it's just my brain can't comprehend right now. So I'm, I'm listening to your take here. Okay, and I'll, then let me justify. You know, it. justify it up. Baby. Okay, so so Mike Evans is my number six. Wide receiver on this list. I mean, 1,150 yards, eight touchdowns. That makes it so six years in a row. He's been in the league six years, and all six years he's had 1,000 yards. Him and Randy Moss are the only receivers that have ever, ever done that. And he's he's never had a good quarterback to do that with. Wait. So, are yes. you talking about LASIK? LASIK, homie? LASIK? LASIK, little he's squinty eyes. He's not a good quarterback? A little squint eyes? Come on. He can at least throw the ball. <laughs> to the fans <laughs> and to the other team. <laughs> oh, that, that's a fact. <laughs> so, Mike Evans with the best quarterback that's ever played, potentially. That's up for debate, <laughs> but potentially. I prefer his safety and his talent over Godwin. I mean, Tom Brady, yes, w- w- paired with a big body receiver, has always been productive. Randy Moss, Gronkowski, <laughs> Aaron Hernandez, all that good stuff. Yeah, my <laughs> whatever happened to happen to him, but he, he likes still, Edelman too. He, he likes Edelman. I mean, he likes smaller guys too. But yes, exactly. yes, yes. But you can't put Edelman on the same tier as Godwin because they're both different beasts. They're they're different animals. Yes, a hundred percent. So that's different. why yes. I'm not sure what to do with Godwin. 
making it so Evans is the better option for me. It makes you feel a little uneasy because you don't know exactly what's going on. Exactly. Mike Evans, I have a track record with him and Tom Brady. Not necessarily Mike Evans, but there's a track record of what he does with big body receivers. So I like that option. And then in the red zone, Tom Brady knows how to throw a back shoulder fade. He knows how to throw an over-the-top shoulder pass. I mean, so that makes his 6'5 frame a much more uh, you know, tongue taster of an option. Only 6'5"? Yeah, he's only 6'5", unfortunately. Oh. Oh. Did you know he mm. played tight end? I mean, not tight end. He played power forward in basketball. It's not a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that that was the... Uh, I'd rather the, have... The goober... Uh, goober uh, I would want him to be take. center, at least. Oh, really? You know, just a little yeah, taller. A little, taller. Yeah, a little more height. A little power forward. <laughs> Sorry, he's not good enough for you. You know who else anyone. played basketball? Who? Hey, let me hear it. Antonio Gates? Jimmy Graham? <laughs> oh, God, please, no, stop. You know who played quarterback? Let's hear it. Um, let's see. Hold on. The Booger McFarland takes. Oh, um, Booger. Please don't talk about Booger. Uh, who, who, Hamid Sanu, he played quarterback. Julian Edelman played quarterback. Damian Dolmick played I, quarterback. I know Julian Edelman <laughs> played quarterback. I watched him play when he was when I was a freshman. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he well, went to my school. He went huh. to Woodside. I don't remember asking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're so funny, huh? <laughs> no one else is listening to what you're saying right now. So Sorry. keep on going with your... your so Evan. so all, all that aside makes me... Like Mike Evans. Also, the cherry on top, a little, little, little sprinkle, little sprinkles on the ice cream. He is a huge Harry Potter fan. Mike Evans is. Mike Evans. He's actually. Oh, he, he has. He has the Deathly Hollows tattooed. We need on to his create arm. him a video and send him one. Oh, let's uh, that, like a little the, Harry Potter. Will, will uh, we edit we, him? Yep. A- edit him as like Malfoy instead. Yep. Where where he kind of like stomps on Harry Potter's face. That one scene. I don't know if you remember that. You'd have to be a big Harry Potter fan. You don't look like a big Harry it Potter fan. It was on fan. the train, wasn't it? It was on the train. When he was <laughs> invisible? Yeah, he was on yeah, the train. Yeah, dang. Oh, okay. there you go. You got caught, kid. You got caught. Relax. You don't know anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so his wedding cake was actually also a Harry Potter Are we Potter still cake. talking about Harry Potter Yeah, right it's now? dope. It's dope. <laughs> it's dope. So, his wedding cake was a Harry Potter? His Harry, yeah, so each layer of the cake was like, uh, like, like a visual of one of the movies. Oh, dude, we're Mike Evans. We're making you a video. Yeah, you're dope. Yeah, we're making you a video. You're That's dope. pretty. I just upgraded him. Yeah, he's, a, he's number he's one. Number one now. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, is, I, I like that. I okay, like that there take. You go. That, there you go. That's great. Um, Top it. Uh, number seven. I'm. I'm not even gonna get into your Mike Evans. Okay, fine. The, the Harry Potter. I just. I can't. I can't get <laughs> can't over it, it right now. Can't beat it. Number seven. DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, <laughs> what can we say? I mean. He has been an absolute monster in Houston. He he's gonna be not what we expect him to be in Arizona. I think is the best word. Fair enough. The volume he got in in the Texans was massive. About ten targets a game. There was really no one there. When Will Fuller broke out, he broke out for a couple games. He got hurt, and then lo and behold, Hopkins again is just massively productive. Which he's gonna have a little competition here. He's on a new team, new scheme, uh, quarterback that's going to be on his second year, which I think he'll have a second or a slump, you know, okay. a little, little, little slump here and there. Um, but no training camp is going to hurt him or is going to hurt him. So that's why he's number seven. The, the talent is there. I think he will be productive, but not to the extent, honestly, I could see him lower than seven. Really? Yeah. Hmm. See, see, I wanted to put him lower because yeah. I, I really don't like Hopkins this year. Yeah. But I felt like he was still better than everybody else behind him. I, of course, we're going to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. But so so I, I have a little statistic for you because I know we've gotten into heated debates. We've gotten into heated debates about player versus scheme. Yes. 
We've gone yes. plenty of times. So my statistic for you is that when a wide receiver switches since 2001, when a wide receiver with were you born then? Yes. You were alive in 2001. Yes, I oh. was about seven years old, almost, depending on what day. Oh my god, you're a child. Yeah, you're a child. You're a child. So, so since 2001, out of the 16 receivers with the top 16 ADPs that switched teams, the year after, only four of them went on to beat their ADPs. So, so Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, um, that's, that's Brandon true. Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall did it. Oh my goodness. And then there was, and then unfortunately, I uh, I think it was Terrell Owens again. So you're saying Terrell Owens is the goat? Did it twice, yeah. This is the goat. Yeah, Randy Moss also did it more than once. Yeah, but Randy Moss didn't do sit ups in his front yard, so I don't yeah. care about Randy Moss. <laughs> kind of got a point there. <laughs> I'm just saying. So Ray, I'm assuming the Randy Moss one was with the New England Patriots. Yeah, like right after, after the Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah. The Patriots is 100 percent my. Yeah. And then Philly was Terrell Owens. Yes, and then the Cowboys. And then the probably. Cowboys after that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, so, uh, while Hopkins is pro, I don't think he's as good as either of them. Do you want to fight that? No, I mean, it, my brain wa- kind of wants to, <laughs> and then it's like it's like I can see it. They're I mean, both no, Randy Moss is Randy Moss is an absolute monster. Yes, and he's been a monster. Terrell Owens, yeah, I mean. I can't argue with the yeah. I'm not okay. gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue. Okay. With it. I really wanted to yell, but, but right he. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put him on the same level as Brandon Marshall. Okay. 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 So, so he he. There Wait, is a post- what, did you just call DeAndre Hopkins Brandon Marshall better than? Do you want to dispute that or do you want Are to agree you or disagree? Are you saying Brandon Marshall is better than DeAndre? No, Hopkins I'm saying or DeAndre I'm Hopkins is better than Brandon Marshall. I'm saying DeAndre Hopkins is on his level. I think he's above his level. Above his level. I think he's above Brandon Marshall's level, yes. I don't know. All right. Okay. Maybe we can I do mean, a segment on that. Okay. I mean, I'm not against fighting that. Okay. I, I'm kind of agreeing. I'm not sure what to, to, to think. Your I brain think. is telling you to attack. Yes. And your your heart is like, oh, I don't, eh, know I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. Because one, I don't even like DeAndre Hopkins that much. Sorry. Ha-ha. <laughs> oh. uh, so, so the, all that, statistics don't lie. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes absolute talent trumps it, but... I'm going to go with the statistics and say DeAndre Hopkins is not going to have the season he had last year. I mean, he had a disappointing season last year, according to a lot of people. He had 1,100 yards, had seven touchdowns. And, and you're going to tell me the statistics say he's going to have a worse year than that? Eh, maybe I'll pass on him this time. I mean, I th- his year was so good the year before that. Exactly. Okay. No drops at all. Literally none. He, then, he didn't have a drop. So... Yes, there was going to be a regression this year, right? Fair. I think he will have a little regression this year as well. Um, but for people saying it was so such a bad year compared to, I mean, he had such a massive year that two, three years ago, whatever you want I mean, to call he, it. He, he was having magnificent catches, one-handed catches all over the place. He so. was also so. the number one guy, and there was no one there. Exactly. You know, it's that not the case affects anymore. it. Just like the Devontae... Parker to the Michael Thomas schemes matter. Teams matter. Mm-hmm. If your team is not set up for that, it, it's going to be hard for you to be productive. Is, is this a upgraded quarterback or a downgraded quarterback? I think it's a downgrade. I'm going to fully agree. I think it's a complete downgrade yeah, on quarterback. I, I, Deshaun Watson has proven what he can do. I think he will have a down year this year, but Kyler hasn't shown me enough. I'm going to say that right now, and I do think NFL defenses, when they have a full year of tape on you, year two is is very different 
in my opinion. I don't know if you're going to agree with that or not, but I think it's it's very different. So they're going to be doing a lot of things that Kyler doesn't like and are not used to and what he's not good at, and we're going to have to see if he's going to progress or regress, which I think he's going to regress, which is going to hurt, obviously, all the wide receivers there and DeAndre Hopkins. Now, he's still wide receiver seven. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying. The yeah, there's just there's justification to yes. why he's number seven. Yes, correct. So he's still number he's still number seven. So he's still up there. I may I mean last a couple of videos ago we talked about our players that we don't want in the early rounds. Mm-hmm. I said DeAndre Hopkins is one of them, and now I'm still kind of reiterating what I said. But I mean he's still wide receiver seven. He's still going in the the late second to early third round. You're gonna take him if he falls to you, but. There's a reason why he jumped or he dropped from number two last year to number seven this year. I'll yeah. let you. I'll let you have number eight. So number eight, Chris Chris Godwin. Oh, and uh, I like Chris Godwin. Godwin. His, Godwin. His, Godwin. 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 Cool. You got a ring. Um, Chris no. Godwin, supreme talent. We we all know he played phenomenal last year with a guy who could not see or throw the ball accurate. So with Tom Brady coming in there, it's it's a massive upgrade, I would say. And they added Gronk, obviously. They want to get that offense humming, and running is not going to be massively key for them. We don't know that. I, th- I think that it's going to be a short passing game, and I think Godwin can definitely – create some big plays. I think Evans is going to be the main guy there. I do see a lot of mouths to feed and I do see some regression in my opinion because they threw the ball a massive amount with Jameis Winston. I do not think Tom Brady is capable of throwing the ball 40 times a game. I think there's going to be a heavy emphasis on the run in my opinion. So who's going to be the running back there? We don't know. I think it's going to be... That's what I'm saying. You think it's going to be a split? Yeah. Because that... Ronald Jones did not look like the answer. No. And they but, keep saying he is. But he, Tom Brady favors passing backs. Yes. So I'm going to give Ronald Jones a slight edge just because he's already been there and he already has a suitable role. So you're not saying they're going to run the ball first. You're saying there's going to be a lot of dump offs, little shot, little short passes, kind of like he did with Edelman and James White. I think it's potential. I I think Tom Brady wants to replicate his success that he had two years ago. Oh, not with Randy. I thought, I mean, I thought yes. you were saying. I thought you were gonna say Randy. So Moss. I feel like he's gonna, definitely gonna try. But I mean, but does w- he still w- have that arm? That's that's only concern. You know, I think he does, but I don't think he could do it thirty times a game. I think I think it's gonna. I think he wants to have about 20, 20 throws, twenty twenty five, thirty throws max a game if it's a gunsling or if it's a shootout. I think 30 to 35 is, is I, I just don't think his arm can do it anymore. I mean, he's what 42 now. I'll look that up for you. Something like that. So so I I, I think there's going to be a limit to how many times he throws and it's 43. 43? Jesus. So there's only so many targets to go around on that team and there's just so many people that are going to eat up targets whether it's Mike Evans, whether it's Gawkowski, whether it's a running back, whether it's Godwin, whether it's the other three running backs or tight ends they have on their team. There's just so much to go by that. You know, I think after Mike Evans, there's just not enough to trickle down. To Godwin? Yeah. I yeah. think eventually the, the, there's just a limit to how much can trickle down to him. And we discussed it before 
we started this, and my main concern was Evans and Godwin. That means Brady's potentially a top ten quarterback. He definitely can be a potential top ten. The volume or the passing yards that's going to need Godwin or Evans to get them both in the top ten. I think that's that that could be a good amount. You well, know what I mean, a drastic amount. Well, if you think about their quarterback last year, Jameis, nobody, I don't think anybody was necessarily starting him every week. Maybe in a certain scenario, he was a streamer. So I, I don't think that's necessarily true. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if, if you're in a four-point passing league, you're probably going to opt in the running quarterback before you do Tom Brady. I mean, Jameis last year had 626 pass attempts. That's Tom Brady's most. That's a that's a massive amount. Let's Google it. Um, <laughs> thirty three touchdowns, thirty interceptions, and five thousand yards. Are we going to see Tom Brady three hundred or six hundred and twenty six passing attempts? That that's the real question. That many pass attempts. Six hundred and twenty six pass attempts was James Winston last year. I don't think Tom Brady gets anywhere near that. So then that would be the main concern on actually, the Godwin front. Actually, Tom Brady, he had 613 last year. Okay, so then with Bruce Arians, if they do a lot of short passes, which they did in New England, that's where I think Godwin hopefully can get those short passes and break some big ones. And I think Tom Brady's going to lean on that, especially the running back, like you were saying, and try to get the ball out quick is my assumption. But, but short we'll, we'll see only, what happens. We'll short passes happens. only do so much for you. I mean, you catch a pass five yards, whoop de doo That's literally what the Patriots' offense has been for the last two to three years. So yeah. are they going to do that same thing? Who knows what Bruce Arians going to do? We don't know until we see what happens with Brady on what they're going to plan on do, plan on doing. Which I think is fair. And you're right now. You're buying into potential. Chris Godwin has yeah. the, the 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 track record to say that he and talent and talent to say yeah. he can definitely put up what he did last year of one three uh, one thousand three hundred thirty three yards and nine touchdowns with a with a mediocre quarterback. Exactly. Yes. So so last year, just to just, just to put some stats on him, he had ten targets inside the ten yard line last year, which is second most. I mean, we, we talked about Kenny uh, Kenny Galladay. He had thirteen. Yep. He had the most. Uh, Chris Godwin, he was tied second. I think uh, Ro- Allen Robinson was the other one, surprisingly. Yeah. So there you go for that. But, Not surprisingly. But, oh, really? I love Allen but, Robinson. But it's hard. As the number two receiver, it is hard to duplicate number wide receiver one numbers. If you want to think about it, Juju Smith-Schuster couldn't do that last year when uh, Antonio Brown left, and he regressed a significant amount. Yeah. My only worry is that happens again. He also had a quarterback with, that got hurt as well. Correct. You are correct. But he would be the wide receiver one, technically. So, I mean, th- that offense just completely blew up in flames. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and, and that offense ended with a bang on the helmet. So. <laughs> oh, no, did it no. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> so, next one, number nine, Adam Thielen. Now, he missed 10 games last year. He played six, and he had six touchdowns. He had as many touchdowns as Julio Jones did playing six games. He had 418 yards, and, and now with Diggs gone, he is the established wide receiver one. There's no real competition next to him other than a rookie wide receiver in Justin Jefferson, who I know you love, 
I but, do, I do. But, but we're just not going to share. We're not sure what's going to happen there. So right now, Adam Thielen's established wide receiver one. You know, he's going to get his targets. He's going to get his receptions. He's going to get his red zone targets, as he always does. And, and he's in a great option. Option. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think Thielen could have a massive upside. And as long as he's healthy, his floor is is pretty high. In, in my exactly. opinion, you know, when he was healthy in 2018, 2017, 153 targets, 142 targets. That, that's a massive amount of targets with even digs there. Exactly. So you have a rookie wide receiver and I think he's great. I think he's going to be very good. But when you come into that, Kirk Cousins is going to feel very comfortable with Thielen on the field. And he's going to look at Thielen in certain situations that he won't look at Justin Jefferson until they build that rapport. So, Thielen's going to be a great option, an absolute great option. Exactly. That's why I wanted to put him number nine. I just felt like the, 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 the situation is so nice. It's so juicy that as long as he's healthy, which he typically is, hamstring injuries typically tip, uh, are just uh, freak accidents, you know, and then they just linger, and that's what happened with Thielen. He tried coming back too early a handful of times, and it just ended up setting him back. I fully think that with this long rest, l- lack of training camp, that he's just going to be good to go. And ready to dominate. I, I agree. Now, I'll let you go on your last guy. So, number 10 honestly reminds me a little bit of Thielen. Ooh. I don't know how you feel about that. Huh. But reminds me a little bit about Thielen. Cooper Cup. And, and we've talked about him on must-have wide receivers as well. You know, 1,161 yards, 10 touchdowns, second most. He's been injured. Injury concerns were were the issue mm-hmm. when he's been healthy. He's been massively productive. Brandon cooks is gone. There's a massive amount of targets that are gone. And I think Cooper cup is going to eat that up, especially with Gurley being gone. Yes. He did. They didn't run the ball very well, but I think Sean McVay is going to do a lot of passing and try to figure out that running back situation. Cause it looks like it's going to be a running back by committee. And I think that's going to help Cooper cup and Robert Woods massively, but mainly Cooper cup. I think we could see a, a pretty decent breakout with Cooper cup even as long as he stays healthy. Uh, uh, it's hard to say he's going to break out because he, I think he's he already been, has. Because he's been so good. He's been so good, yes. exactly. I mean, he has 1,100 yards. He has 10 touchdowns. It's mm-hmm. the second most. Mm-hmm. We keep the number one, Kenny Galladay. Yeah. I, I like how we're consistently using statistics and comparing it to Kenny Galladay. <laughs> I think that just justifies why he's so why hard on he, that list. Why he moved him, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, Kenny Galladay had the most with 11, and he had the second most with 10. Yeah. 1,000... 160 yards on a people wanted to call it a, a bad offense. It really was not a bad offense. So they, they were throwing up numbers. And if that was considered a bad offense, then what is it going to be when it's a good offense? They're, I mean, they're in a hard division. Exactly. The, the NFC West is not a joke. It's, not a, it's joke. a, it's a, it's a very difficult uh, division, but Cooper cup is a very safe play. In my oh, yeah. opinion, very oh, yeah. safe play. It's weird to say, that he could break out, but I, I, for some reason, Cooper Cup is a guy I'm going to be targeting for for sure. Oh yeah, for some reason, it just feels like there's going to be an upside when he's healthy in the beginning of the seasons. He was almost, he was wide receiver one two years ago, the first eight games when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Hey, and then an ACL and, said, "What's and, up?" Yeah, and then he was wide receiver three uh, the last year for the first six games. I think it was so. The potential is there, and. Yeah, I, I just think it's a great pick, especially for the 10th guy. 
for the yeah for number ten, he could definitely go up on this list. I mean, you could definitely flip flop him with Adam Thielen and feel pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. And, and then there was a lot of people on this list where I mean, you could have put on him Amari Cooper. I didn't want to put him on this list. I feel like his situation just wasn't that good up in the Cowboys Stadium. Other, I mean, just Cooper Cup's in a better spot than him, which is why I put him there. Consistency. I think consistency for Amari Cooper has been a massive issue and over and over again. Uh, you know, we talked about it last year and we talked about it last last year and then l- last year. <laughs> talked about <laughs> All it the last. But we talked to him talked about it massive amount of times. He's he's never consistent. You don't know what you're getting off of him. And you can't really feel comfortable with him in your lineup every week. My opinion. And and now they added offensive weapons to take away from his targets. No, I'll take Cooper Cup. No Brandon Cooks, no Gurley. Give me that golf chemistry. Give me those 10 touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you want to add? Anybody on, I mean, I talked about a Amari Cooper as an honorable mention. Is there anybody else that you wanted to add? Alan Robinson. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, definitely. I, I, okay. I love Alan Robinson. I, I think, you know, his targets last year were a massive amount. He, he was always in the top 10 in a whole bunch of statistics. I think even with bad quarterbacks, he's been productive. You know, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> Blake Bortles back in the day. It's, God damn. you know, he has been productive with bad quarterbacks. I'm not really concerned if it's going to be Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky. I still think he's going to be productive. Um, I don't see any other wide receiver that is going to step up into his spot. He's going to be that number one. He's going to be productive. And he's going to be a target hog, in my opinion. I think uh, not Amari. Sorry, Allen Robinson is almost near bust proof. Yeah, especially in his draft position, which is I believe what mid fourth round. Yeah, I think it was mid fourth. So I think I think he's one of the best value picks you can have as a wide receiver. I couldn't agree more. I just couldn't find a way to put him in the top 10. I understand it. And you got to look at the offenses too. You know, Matt Nagy is supposed to be an offensive mind, but they haven't really looked like it. Not really. Um, you don't know if it's going to be Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles. To me, I don't think it either. It matters either way. I think Allen Robinson is going to be the guy, but the, the ceiling for him is not as high as a Cooper cup possibly, or an Adam Thielen in my opinion. Fully agree. Now I want to know what the hell are you wearing on your neck? Oh, dude, it's a mask. Go rob a bank. Why are you wearing it? We're indoors. I forgot it was on. I just noticed you had it. I kind of looked at it. I completely forgot to take it off. Okay, well, all right. You're weird. I'll see you next time. Good luck, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 